Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And here we go on my feet as well. All right, I'm Alex Garrett. It is a Saturday sit-down, a very special one. If you're here in the backyard, I'm literally in nature here on Alex Garrett Podcasting with... For the very first time, Gary Russin. Oh my goodness, Gary! It's been a little bit since we've been trying to link up, but here we are. Yeah, yeah, and one of the reasons why is because I've been kind of dealing with this cold. I it, we had a bad three weeks uh, with this. Uh, Drecho came through, and we lost power, and uh, and uh, I think it caused a lot of problems with uh, our system because sitting in heat. And then going into an air conditioning and then heat will do something to your system. I always say <laughs> air conditioning is not always good for you. <laughs> we're, we're also in GJRB G, Radio. Now, which, which feature am I catching on today? Because I know you do multiple ones. So tell us about your channel uh, for those who are unfamiliar on mine. Okay. Well, um, GJRB is a uh, station that brings you a wide, wide variety of programming. It stands for GJR Broadcasting. And we come out of Iowa, which uh, is not far from uh, where, uh, well, still quite about uh, quite a distance from Mike. Um, but we're over into the Quad Cities side of the uh, state uh, where the Mississippi uh, borders Illinois. Uh, and uh, I put on different programs. This is a, uh, I call this a special program. Uh, that um, the show I'm going to call, I call it the Saturday. Uh, it's a special. Uh, it was uh, Alex Garrett and Gary Russin. And um, uh, otherwise, uh, I would be doing uh, the Gary Russin program uh, Saturday Extra. Now, I have a schedule right now where I'm working with, and I've got Ed Delgado, the Caramel Conservative, and he gave me the permission to do so. And I rebroadcast his Tuesday show normally on uh, on a sun uh, Saturday, uh, twelve o'clock noon, mainly because he will go three hours and it will pop right By into the way, my show. I just want to note, I just want to note for my listeners, uh, if you need a, a news update, GJRB. Is right there with it. I've heard you do top of the hour news. I hear you do bottom of the hour news, and you have your own thoughts as well. And so, it's really, really like a jam-packed network you got going on. And maybe for those who don't know you as well, uh, even though they they hear you, how'd you get into this? Like, what, what's your passion, and why did you get all of this, this started and built? Well, I'd say we go way, way back when I was a kid, um, living in Pittsburgh. I, I'm from Pittsburgh, which is not far from you, uh, but still quite a distance. And uh, I was uh, influenced by a radio station called KQV. They were a top 40 station owned by ABC. And uh, they had window studios along, uh, I think, Smithfield Street, downtown Pittsburgh. It was in the Chamber of Commerce building in the basement. And you could go down there on a certain day and watched a DJ in the window. And I remember my mother used to take me down because we, I had a dentist in Pittsburgh. Um, and um, after it was, after that appointment, they would you know, ride me down to the, the uh, KQ. But they, I'm following you. This is, this is interesting. So, so it was in Pittsburgh that you started it. And, um, and obviously at a young age, uh, right? Right. 
I think I lost you here. Let's see. I'm gonna redial ya. Hold on. And I know that Iowa's been dealing with so this is um not surprising. I hope he answered. And, uh, you know, Iowa's been really hit hard by these storms. Um, so much so that President Trump did go down to Iowa this week and, and sort of survey the carnage. And so when I hear Gary talk about this, I, I can't feel the pain, but I know that other New Yorkers can because the, the fact of the matter is here in New York, we... Um, we had Isaias, Isaias, uh, take out thousands and knock out thousands without power. Our governor, Gary, are you there? He's still ringing. Our governor uh, is now actually investigating Con Ed's response to this, which is very intriguing considering he never really investigates city agencies like this. Uh, this is a Saturday sit down, hoping to get Gary back and in uh, his show stream. No answer from him just yet. We'll leave. I'm sure I'll call back. He looks like he is still online, so hopefully he calls us back in just a minute. Now, the, the interesting thing about today is that I was after work role-playing through New York City high on emotion, right? Because it's still all empty out. It was so nice. I had a role. I actually did so without a mask because no one was really around. And I again stated, this time in front of City Hall, we want the keys back to New York City. We want the keys back here to open up businesses. Because believe you me, I'm sure there were many whose businesses did not, are still not open up on this Saturday, August 22nd, 2020. And I'm just following up with Gary because I really do want to have him back. Um, might be my connection, but it seems like we're doing okay here. And I, again, I know Iowa's been struggling with this. And so I went in front of City Hall and I said, listen, you now barricade yourself inside. You have all these barricades, Mayor Bill de Blasio, inside City Hall or Grace Mansion. And you lock yourself up. And I'm no, that's not in solidarity with the people that are locked up from opening their businesses. No, that is actually hearing those. And as I said before, if, if you are a small business owner, just like the uh, New York Hospitality Alliance, just like the Western New York movie theater chain that's trying to get their theaters up running in, in Western New York, the Buffalo area, our guys too, we got to show up. And I, I love that Scott Lebedo. Did a big thing in front of City Hall today. That was pretty cool. I saw the setup. I'm sure it's great. And uh, and so no, I, I was on a, on a emotion. Emotional roller coaster. On the way. Now we got. It looks like Gary back. And let me just allow my mic. Gary, I understand we already got you back. Did we lose you because of the power down there, or is everything okay? I don't know. I think. <laughs> excuse me. Our internet hasn't worked out real good either lately. We've been having some trouble with it. Uh, I don't know where you lost well, me. You mentioned your story uh, we, in Pittsburgh. So you go down to. Uh, you were young then. So tell us um, about the radio station that you were talking about, and then how your adventure went from there to to continuing to radio. Okay, well, it was, again, KQV, uh, where I was looking in the window. KQV also was the home of, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh started on KQV uh, as a disc jockey. He was, is Jeff Christie, is an evening DJ. Yeah, way before, um, way before uh, he ever became a talk show host. And um, then came the hometown radio station, WMBA, AM 1460. I was trying to get on that radio station. Uh, they were uh, up above a garage. Uh, 
uh, up above a tire store in Ambridge on Dust Avenue. Ambridge is a nice little town. It's really built up around a fabricating plant, the United States deal. My father was a uh, foreman of the column shop. I uh, decided, well, uh, I was going to work at WNBA. I tried to get in there, but no such dice. I figured at the age of 14, why couldn't anybody you know, recorded a record at the age of 14? Can't be a disc jockey at the age of 14. So, I mean, I, I never did understand that. Um, so, and then my mother got this transmitter that it broadcast on FM about, about 50 feet. And I was uh, broadcasting within about maybe uh, half a block, uh, something like that. And uh, decided I like doing this. I really want to keep doing it. And so later on down the line, uh, she sent me, uh, it's about 1983. I went to the Ohio School of Broadcasting in Cleveland, Ohio. But before I did that, my my brother-in-law was going to take broadcasting. But he decided on something else. He gave me a set of these stacker records from the Columbia School of Broadcasting. They were albums. And uh, I went through that course at the age of uh, 13. Uh, played it all the way through. Actually, I was earlier than that. And uh, they were albums, and they had books with them. And uh, I would practice consistently with, uh, with these records. And um, then... Like I said, later on down the line, I tried broadcasting school in Pittsburgh um, and then Cleveland, Ohio. There's an Ohio School of Broadcasting. It was in downtown Cleveland on Euclid Avenue. And uh, they taught us to be DJs. And uh, I was there for uh, a little half a year of that, 19, in the summer of 1983. And uh, doing uh, school radio station, I was a DJ on the air. Uh, in the mornings, a lot of times. And I, I, I enjoyed that, too. Uh, although, um, sometimes they, my, my instructor was really hysterical. His name was Roger Carter. This guy was a trip. If there was a silence on the air, he would go down to the booth and pound on the window and go, I mean, I would think this would have broke the window. He would go, get in, get in, we can't hear you. <laughs> It was fun. Like, just keep talking. I mean, because I'm, I, I always get a little self-conscious that I'm pausing a little bit too long, and it's true. Uh, silence is not golden in this realm. <laughs> no, it's not. And this guy uh, should have not been such a heavy smoker, and that's the reason why he he had to quit radio. So he decided to teach it, and uh, that guy would have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth every time I turn around. And uh, I was surprised that um, I, I was I wasn't surprised that he was uh, not able to function on the air. But he was a great guy. It's just that uh, you had to do it right or else. And it used to make me nervous sometimes. So, uh, but I did real good after a while. Um, you do this online, but were you ever? So what was your first radio like after the schooling? Um, what was your first radio gig? Really didn't have one. I kept on trying and trying and trying. Uh, I don't know why. I would send stack. I had stacks of tape and tapes in my closet, stacks of them, and I would send them out to radio stations. And I used to get this R and R because I liked R and R magazine better than any magazine because they tell you radio openings in the back. And kept on sending tapes out, never hearing back. Calling within about two weeks after my tapes were sent. No reply. Um, I was getting kind of frustrated. Uh, so I was, I kind of backed out over a while and uh, decided to uh, just keep doing my own station and um, kept on trying to, you know, work at it and uh, decided to um, go in and uh, just say, this is not working at home. I want to try somewhere else. I have aunts and cousins and that in California. My aunt and cousin, they lived in Davis, California, which is the UC campus. Uh, 
not far from San Francisco, not far from Sacramento. It's in the Sacramento area, though. <laughs> I was going to try there. And um, no, I didn't get luck there either. I thought, well, you know, they had a lot of community stations and stuff. Um, that didn't work out. Came back, uh, spent some time with my sisters, worked in an insurance company, uh, kept on trying. And then um, I would, uh, you know, call radio stations sometimes just to uh, get on the air, you know, talk. I started getting into talk shows. And um, uh, it, it just kept on, I just kept on trying and trying to no avail. I came real close to getting a gig. I went back to college, uh, Blackhawk College in Moline which is a quad cities market. And I uh, worked, uh, I, I was a, I took some more television courses too as well. Did audio video. So I was basically picking up doing uh, local public access cable. Uh, we had a program called the BHC community magazine, which was a uh, half hour interview program on camera. And I was interviewing people on camera. And uh, kind of like television, just a little bit. Was going to try just flipping over to television, uh, but I, you know, I said I had a face for radio. That was pretty much it. Well, so <laughs> so I went back. Podcasting was going to be your next step because obviously, even if you couldn't get jobs here and there, you still had a love for this. So when did podcasting pick up for you? Uh, <laughs> excuse me. I was, you know, I'm not sure because. You know, I, I discovered Spreaker as a friend of mine here in Clinton, Iowa, that told me about it. And I just signed up for it. And I've been on since 2012. I went, you know, I had started there 20, 2012, around the time they had the uh, shooting at, uh, uh, what was it, um, that school? A shooting or you mean Sandy Hook? Huh? Uh, you mean the Sandy Hook shooting in Newtown? Or- yeah, Sandy Hook. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that was the, about the time I started my first show. And I called it the Gary Russell program, and it's been called that ever since. Started building up GJRB and coming up with ideas for different shows. Um, but I had kept on practicing offline with FMC with a short FM signal. So I have various different kinds of programming, like uh, my radio land, old-time radio. I a show called Swing Time, Big Band Music. I did all kinds of shows. I was writing all kinds of stuff. I almost got a radio job. It wasn't a job. It was a volunteer position at KALA, which was a St. Ambrose University in Davenport. They had a community station. And uh, that kind of fell through. And part of the reason I think is because, um, I mean, I had a, I had a vehicle of my own, but um, it it was where things just didn't work out for some reason. I don't know why. Um, that I I I don't know. It was me, my voice, something something made me a reject. I don't know what it was. Wouldn't you say Spreaker, though, allows us to be us? You know, I've been, it's interesting you talk about voice because I've been going back and forth in my brain. Is my voice good enough? And then I, I'm like, you know what? I still have podcasts, so obviously I don't care what others think. I just know I have thoughts out there just like you. So doesn't Spreaker give us this ability to be ourselves? Isn't that an amazing thing? Yeah, it is. That freedom, that freedom to be able to program my own music and yeah, I do use a lot of popular songs. Okay. Granted, it's, you know, uh, copywritten and everything, but I feel that I don't have that many listeners to really worry about. Uh, it's not infringement when you say that the program, and I say this all the time as a disclaimer, that GTRB does not own the rights to the songs played on this program. And this is for purely entertainment purposes only. And uh, uh, you can find these songs in other places. So I think a lot of times I kind of cover myself doing that. Um, but I can program anything, you know, yeah, anything. 
And, and what I also intrigues me is you also do talk news, and I know that you outright have said you are pro-Trump all the way, and I, I want to go there now because in your Iowa, in your state, actually President Trump did visit there, didn't he, the last few days? Yeah, but it was on the other. It was not in Clinton. I thought he was going to come to Clinton, but uh, he didn't go. He was on, I think, I think it was Des Moines. I'm not sure. Uh, is that or I guess my question is, like, what, what's that mean to Iowans that he actually took time to show up amidst everything going on right now? Well, I think it uh, meant a lot because uh, I think this is a man who generally cares about uh, his people. I really do. I, I, I generally cares because, you know, let's just say it's what happened during the Obama administration. I don't see that man going and making special trips uh, to to these disaster areas um, where President Trump paid a visit to see all the damage that was caused by derecho. And they, I mean, he, he fixed, he, he helped to bring some of the power trucks, power trucks galore coming in from different states with transformers and getting all the lights back up. I mean, that it was fabulous. Um, and, uh, and people really, really were happy that, uh, you know, there was some, there was something being done. You know, a lot of clear, we, trees cleared away and everything. Uh, I mean, we're finally getting somewhere as I, I don't know. Um, I was frustrated those two weeks. Uh, power out, no radio for like four, three and a half days. And uh, then I got sick and that just didn't, I was, I, I was, I've been bummed out. My wife is very supportive of this. Um, she, um, really, you know, not a radio person, but she joins me on some shows. Well, you know, it's interesting you talk about that because I know Mike and his uh, wife, Laura, they have their disagreements about the podcast sometimes, but um, overall, it seems like she's very supportive of him as well. So it's good to have that. What do you guys talk about on there on your on the show? Uh, we do various. Things. We talk about Christian stuff. We kind of we kind of talk about like Mike does, you know, relationships, uh, um, Christ stuff, you know, you know, important things like that. Um, because we put we didn't put God on top in this country. What happened was when this country's demise is the fact that they threw God out. And when they threw God out and the Ten Commandments and replaced him with this satanic stuff, uh, and it's been frustrating me. And uh, it's it's been so sad to see all this stuff going on and the downfall of this country. And um, we, we talk about that kind of stuff. And we play Christian music. I play Christian rock. I like to play that music well, you know, and worship music. I, I will say that a lot of the criticism for the DNC was that they didn't include God enough. I mean, I heard God mentioned a few times, but I feel like behind that is all of the tearing down of God. You know, like, even though they might mention him, it seems like generically that side is not pro-God 100% of the time, if at all. No, no, it's not. It's kind of like the... Uh... It's kind of like the uh, George Harrison kind of thing, you know, my sweet Lord, but it's Har- Harley Krishna. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's something like that. Uh, it, 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 they would prefer to worship a false god, and that's what they're doing. And that is uh, dangerous. And it, so if you hear it this week, I kind of took it with a grain of salt. I mean, I think Biden might generally believe it, but I know the party behind him does not. Let's put it that way. No, no. Kamala Harris, why did he pick her? I mean, she does not. I mean, she she's uh, she wants the blacks to go into slavery is what she wants. And how is it she got in? Because uh, and, not, and the Black Lives Matters weren't picking on her because she believes in uh, uh, putting... She ruled with a very heavy hand in California. 
Hmm. I hope Gary's there. Yeah, she ruled with a very heavy hand in California. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And it seems like she might be doing a 360 now saying not to have the police. I, I, I'm confused, Gary. I am too. Uh, and defunding the police is the stupidest thing because I'm telling you right now, uh, here in Clinton, Iowa, we have a good police department. And I quite frankly think that uh, uh, people in this town are going to continue to fund our police department. I don't think there's ever going to be uh, any reason not to. Uh, we've been very peaceful here. Um, we've had peaceful protests. A while back, they were going to have a protest here in Clinton, Iowa, and I was kind of worried that they were going to burn uh, the main street down, you know. But uh, it was a peaceful protest. Uh, I was impre- I was impressed by that. Gary, what, um, do of, what do you think of this idea here in New York that people who may not be totally um, conservative, but in general, even conservatives, just start protesting outside City Hall? I mean, we it seems like the movement is so quiet here. That's why de Blasio is able to rule that they should be making, as Congressman John Lewis would say, good trouble for the mayor at this point, having been locked down so long. Uh, yeah, I know you guys in New York, I, I do pray for you because you are in a situation that's a lot rougher than it is because you're in a big city, uh, that accounts for it. My, I've never been to New York. My sister has, but I've never been to New York at all. Um, I've only seen pictures of it and, uh, at one time, I wanted to visit New York, and then I wanted to visit Los Angeles, and I really wanted to travel. It's just I can't afford that, you know. Um, and uh, my parents went. My dad, my dad was a bellhop in New York City back in the 1930s, I believe, just before he went into the war. Uh, he was. Uh, at, uh, I don't know what. You know, I don't know what hotel. Don't ask me. I have no clue. But I remember him uh, saying he, he did he worked in New York for a while, and uh, he was a Yankee fan. In those days, the Yankees had uh, good ball players. You know, they had some of the best. I think it was DiMaggio. I think um, probably, and also Babe had Ruth. Garrick around that time, and you know Babe Ruth also. I mean, Murderers Row in the twenties. So you had you had a lot of stuff going on with the Yanks. And uh, what brought him to? I, were you? You weren't born in Iowa, though. You were born in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I was born in the Pittsburgh area, a town called Swickley, which is just uh, on the border of the downtown Pittsburgh. And, uh, no, uh, I came here because I married the first time to a woman who was from nearby Preston. And um, we had a battle over my broadcasting career. And I almost got, when I moved here to Clinton, I almost got a job at KROS. KROS is a station in this town. Uh, they were uh, a- a- their AM. Now they just got an FM translator. The storm that came through knocked the translator antenna down. So they had to re, they had to order a new antenna. And so they are uh, FM translator as well, 105.9 and AM 1340. And I was going to try to get on there. I knew some, uh, I know the guys up there, some of them. And uh, she was, back in those days, Carol was playing music. I would have done Saturday nights from 6 p.m. to midnight. And, of course, I didn't have a car, okay? But I could have got a taxi cab, and it would have been fine. Um, uh, but she did support me. She told me one time, and she was going to divorce me if I were to get a job at that radio station. And I thought, you know, don't let the, let's not let the door hit you on the rear on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Well, it is I mean, when, you talk, when you talk about that, it's about how can we, who can we find as a loving supporter who can also be our wife? I mean, that, in media, that is the toughest thing because, as you know, it's a grind. It's day by day. And the job may not come right away, or if it does come, the hours are going to be tough. So, um, I guess what weight did that have in selecting the right life, you know, right wife? Life well, wife? we stayed together for about five years, I'd say. 
five, almost six years. We married in 88 and we separated in 93. So I'd say um, we were separated for quite a long time before we got a divorce. So uh, at that time, I had found, I met Lori, who was a lot more supportive. And um, I had, unfortunately, I had a son with my previous wife, which uh, we really haven't talked. And uh, it's been really kind of uh, a situation there where it's it's hard to understand why, but uh, I don't understand it myself. Um, but, you know, I, I like I said, two close calls, two chances. The other one was in Kiwan, Illinois. Um, shortly after that, Lori got sick. She had diabetes. She still has diabetes bad. Uh, so more or less, I could not work to support her. Um, and um, I couldn't really get paid for what I'm doing. So uh, for a while there, I just kind of, uh, I was working at that time. I, I, I was working as a master control operator for a PBS television station. Uh, Blackhawk College, WQPT, Channel 24, UHF. I saw these, I saw the whole transition to digital television there. Um, and, uh, I, I enjoyed that job. Uh, it, I think it would be my first really good broadcasting job. Even though I wasn't on the air, I was running the, uh, programming for WQPT. That's that was man, I, I don't care what position you're in. That's broadcasting. And, and you could say, yes, I've been in broadcasting. And um, did you find that you could grow from that position or not not particularly? <laughs> well, I did kind of grow from that position. But the station, what happened was there was a writing on the wall that says that the school wasn't being able to support WKPT. Uh, the school was hurting and... Uh, they could not afford to keep WQPT on campus. Uh, so one day I was called to the general manager's office and he said, we have to let you go because the station is getting sold. And it was sold to uh, Western Illinois University, WIU. And uh, I thought, you know, well, why couldn't you just like, why didn't I just like fill out an application for Western and try to get back in. But uh, like I said, Lori needed support and help for her diabetes. And we were not getting in Illinois. Illinois is broke. And there's no point in getting any help at all. Her mother doesn't get much help. So we, you know, they said I was better. So we just came back here. Um, and uh, I tried uh, getting on, uh, like I said, KRLS. But that didn't work out too good. So uh, I, I discovered uh, one day when I was on the internet, the Spreaker. And I, I saw it one day, the following two days, my friend Brian told me about it. And uh, that came from there. And I got bored on Spreaker. And at that time, we were able to do 30 minutes free at a time uh, before well, Spreaker kind of the funny thing about Spreaker was no one, when I said, hey, you know where I'm on right now? They're like, what's Spreaker? But turns out this little app can actually get us out there more. Are you syndicated on iHeart, Apple Podcasts? Like, where is your show heard alongside uh, Spreaker? Because it does syndicate almost everywhere online. Uh, well, uh, uh, Spotify. Um, I've got the Gary Russin program, Saturday Extra on Spotify. Uh, Google Podcast, and there's a thing called Podchaser, which I, I'm on that too. And um, I'm also on another platform called Podbean, which is another uh, another podcast platform. Uh, Podbean is pretty good, um, although their quality was not good at the beginning, but they kind of improved. I've been trying to get a website built, finding out it costs money, uh, to be able to have a domain name and 
I, I would love to have a website where I could put my RSS on there. It uh, would really help me out an awful lot. Well, right now, uh, but, WordPress.com, I would go that route for starters. Um, you can literally build it up there and go from there. Um, if and where's you, that? WordPress.com. It, it's Oh, WordPress. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, you still there? I'm here, yeah. Yeah, WordPress. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I have a WordPress account. Uh, except sometimes what it is with them is I, I make a page and then it disappears uh, within like about two days. I'm thinking, what the heck are they doing to my site? Um, every time I turn around, I have to start another one. And I don't know what, why it's not consistently just being left alone. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to try it again. That's what I love about Spreaker. It kind of leaves you alone and lets you do what you want to do. And as long as you don't get over the top, which is, which is nice to, to know that even moderate Christian or conservative views could be heard on here. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. At least for now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Facebook, uh, will not even, I, I used to be able to get all my shows posted automatically. Now I have to manually post all my shows while I'm on live because Facebook will not post them automatically anymore. I have to pay $10 for at least, uh, I forgot how many people I reach. And uh, I really don't like it. I quite honestly don't like it. And that's why some of I get away from all this media, these media platforms, to be honest. Uh, I wanted to, we got a few minutes here till the top of the hour, and then uh, I'd love to have you back. But I want to ask you this. You've seen it. I've seen it. We have a podcast community here. We've got Mike Myers, also in Iowa. we got El Delgado in Wisconsin. We've got Huber in uh, Illinois. We've got, I guess, myself here in New York. So what's this podcast community mean to you? Because to me, it means the world that I have, like, these, you, this core to come back to on the air or off air almost every day. means a lot to me i love I, I, every one of these guys are fabulous and it's not just ed delgado it's not just mike myers it's obfsu the guy from uh texas um our big fat soft underbelly yeah they're, they're a fabulous community and you meet new people all the time there's another guy i listen to play blues on monday night uh it's called uh, blues in the night walter and dubiel and um, there's other uh, sites that there's other stations I listen to that get into the topics I like to, because um, I have a show called Way Out There, and I talk about um, it's kind of like coast to coast. Uh, we talk about aliens, UFOs, um, strange phenomenon stuff like that. I like to talk about that kind of stuff. And um, uh, there's a guy out of, out of uh, Canada. It does a show called Spaced Out Radio, and it's uh, David Scott. He has a good show. talks a lot about different things like that, and I, I get into stuff like that. Um, very, very, various things of uh, strange uh, stories. I would love to meet all of you. Um, I think each of you have a distinct personality, and honestly, Gary Russin, if we were to get on the same pod together, all, all of us uh, at least Gary and Mike and Bob Ed and I, I mean, we would really kill it together in a, in, you know, like a panel, but who knows, maybe 2021, something can work out. You never know. Right. Well, I have zoom. I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I have trouble with getting zoom started. I have it on the computer. It's just, That's I have a tough time with it. Actually. I mean, if we ever did a zoom, I could have it cause I plug it through the thing. And invite everybody, and that would be an epic Zoom call right there. That would be, I don't know how many hours we go, but we go for quite a while because all of us have thoughts <laughs> and, and can talk the night away. <laughs> that would be a, a fabulous. Um, oh man, that would that would, <laughs> that would bring my numbers up. Uh, yeah, that'd be fabulous. Um, I had a great time. I had a really great time talking to you. 
uh, I wanted to meet you for some time. I heard you talk to Ed. I told you, you know, I guess I'm talking to Mike quite a bit. And I said, you have an interesting show. I listened to your program. Um, and like I said before, I usually will ask permission from a podcaster before I do this. Uh, if I'm looking for a space in my program schedule that I run my station consistently, I would put another time slot open for your program, even if I just play a, a previous podcast um, and uh, have it running on my station. Uh, other than that, I have this the, the nine foot signal, and I replay a lot of programs on there. And I call it Spreaker FM, 88.9. It's just a uh, FM side of Spreaker in which I carry some of the best podcasts over FM signal. Well, it can be heard maybe in the blog. That would be an interesting conversation to have off air about what, what that would entail because if you want to throw me on your stream, I'd be very honored uh, that you would want to do that. So maybe we could talk off air about that possibility and what what, what you're thinking. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it would be uh, it, what I do is I get a schedule of uh, programs that I've been uh, working on that for some time now, and uh, I have all kinds of uh, different shows that I carry. And um, at night, every night, uh, I play beautiful music. I have a soft music program called Indie Nights. It's dedicated to the FM when they used to play beautiful music, uh, the soft elevator music type thing. And I know it sounds goofy and I'm not going to make fun of it, but that just helps people relax. And uh, I have that as kind of a wind-up day. Uh, that would be very cool. If, if And, and I, again, I'd be honored. One last thing before we sign out. Podcasters that may be frustrated about their numbers or frustrated about not growing enough or not growing quicker, I mean, you've been this, this is like your life. So what, what's your advice to other podcasters that still are trying to find their way through this medium? Well, I would say just keep trying because I'll tell you what, there's still sometimes I'll look at my numbers and say why. Um, especially my afternoon shows on Saturdays, uh, which are getting a little better. Uh, thanks to Ed. Ed, you know, pumps my show pretty good. So I really appreciate that. Uh, and he listens to Saturday Extra, which I'll have on coming in a couple hours. Um, and, uh, you know, he has a, a lot of people will come in and, and uh, enjoy the, uh, the conversation. Mike's, you know, come in on it. And, uh, but my Friday shows and my weekday shows in the afternoon are completely dead. I have nobody in my chat room. And um, it, it, it gets frustrating. So I'd say hold on. Uh, uh, normally down the line, it'll improve. It's just to have to play with different ways of doing this and uh, spreading my show about and make a website. I'm, I'm going to try that uh, WordPress again <laughs> because um, I, I got to get more places where my show can be heard. Because I don't need to think people, you know, get it. And uh, and what I liked about Podbean was you get callers on that show. People do come in, and with Podbean, you, you really don't get uh, to where you have to show, worry about Facebook because uh, people get all you have to do is download an app on your Android phone or your uh, iPhone. And uh, you can listen to me live right there on uh, Podbean as well. And I've got that routed so that my computer plays over the air there. And it sounds real good. That's and, uh, awesome. I, I got to get back into calls. You know, I tried Zoom, but I get Zoom bombed because here's my stupid idea, Gary. I just send out the Zoom link and anybody joins. And then it's like, well, that was a mistake. But you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're saying Podbean does the, does the live uh, call in, so I gotta check that out. Yeah, uh, Podbean. Can I sync it with, with Spreaker or no? B e a n, huh? Can I sync this that with Spreaker or no? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
Uh, I just use, I just have, I shuffle between two uh, platforms a lot of times. And I also do once in a while a video on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called GJRB TV on YouTube. And I'll do a video version of my show. And I have this thing called Exploit Broadcast, which is kind of a virtual television station on uh, the computer. And you can put stuff on screen and stuff. And it, it's just kind of like a live TV show. It's pretty cool. And uh, so I kind of shuffle my shows around a little bit and um, make it so that, you know, I could promote my show. If I had two computers, I probably would be doing all my shows on both Facebook, on uh, my Spreaker, and on uh, on the YouTube, but they're they're just thinking about the copyright over there. That's By the reason. way, as my friend who might be listening, Danny Voice knows I've been trying to re-kick up Blog Talk Radio because even though it's thirty minutes, I think you can compact thirty minutes of a show and make it stand out on that platform and still build a brand and an audience that way. So I've been trying to re—I would hate to say the word recycle, but I've been trying to re invigorate that one as well just to get some more traction so we'll see where that wow. goes yeah see where that goes yeah so all right gary well i know you got more i don't know what your live stream is going to have next i guess ed but on this end it was so it was an honor to have you and please come back as things keep going and heck as this election goes and if you're into sports we'll talk about that too this fall is going to be crazy i think so uh hold on to your yeah. I have a show called Sports Page. That's why I call it Sports Page. And it's uh, basically uh, scores every 10 minutes. And uh, I do different stories and about sports. And uh, yeah, I'd love to have callers about sports. I would try to get Huber. I got to ask you this. uh, Huber Huber and I were on with Myers. He let us take over the show. You heard that. But um, I, I was busting a gut. It was too darn funny. It was. We ended up losing people because of sports. So why was that? What could we have done better? I don't. Well, see, it's women. Women don't really particularly are big on sports for some apparent reason. Uh, my wife, uh, believe it or not, will watch a Cubs game with me. Uh, but other than that, most women just don't get into sports too much. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Those that do complain that guys try and test them, like, what year was this? I'm not like that. I'm just happy that they like sports. It is a fun, more fun conversation if sports is in the mix. Let's put it that way. Because I I lived in a house full. I I am the only guy of four sisters. My my mom and dad have five kids. Four girls, one boy. So it was where... I didn't really get into sports until I was in my uh, teenage years. And that was when the Pittsburgh Steelers were in the Super Bowl for the first time. And then we started really getting into sports. And this is my sister, my sister Debbie, her calling, and we used to watch this football game. And I thought it was cool, you know. And really, I, I finally, you know, that at least that was something. Um, but anyway. I have a weird plan for this Thanksgiving. I don't think I'm going to go through with it, but. In commemoration of the Washington football team, I did get a Redskins shirt, and if they play, I might wear it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Washington sports team. Ah, it's really for Ron Rivera, that sucks that he has cancer. But the Washington football team, I, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. I don't either. I don't. It's been a pleasure. And uh, take care of things in New York. Hope you have a have a great day. I will, and uh, I I'm gonna stay on here for a little bit longer. But Gary Rustin, G J R B. What's your exact link? Like, where can people find you? How can they search you out? Well, uh, there are uh, different ways. Actually, I have uh, my uh, Spreaker public site, and I also have a. Uh, I use this thing called website.com. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, and basically, it's uh, a website, but in order to put things, uh, I try to put things on there, but that's one of the ones that really doesn't take a live stream. But I do link to a page. Uh, that's Gary Russin, uh, uh, dot me. It's a, 
Let's see. Let's see. I can. Let's see. We'll try it again. Sometimes I always get messed up when you say that. Well, I'll tell you what. If you, if, you, if you send it to me like in a chat, I will just put it in the chat room and people can find it that way. It might be easier. Um, okay. Instead of saying it. Because when I type these things in, I find them to be so much more useful in the comment section. So we could do that too. Yeah. But Gary, yeah, I, run, and I am so, again, thanks for coming on and stay in touch with me. We'll be on the air with uh, you again. Well, yeah, maybe we'll just turn this around and uh, hear about you next. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd love to, uh, if you want. I got, um, I'm telling my story a little bit more because I feel empowered to now. So. That would be fabulous. Always a pleasure. And this, is, this has been a fun hour. It really has. And uh, I know what you got Ed Delgado coming up, I guess, on your stream. So, uh, Well, yeah. kind of put that show off because so, uh, I uh, don't know. I won't be able to play the whole show because I don't know how long he was on this week. I was not feeling good Tuesday night and I left the show because I was not. He understood that. And uh, I, I, I had a bad night. I was getting busy the whole work, so I had to shut down. And when I'm not feeling well, I get dizzy. And I think the computer was making me feel dizzy, too, so that's why I quit that night. But uh, So I don't know how long he was. So I'm just going to uh, set that up for another time. But I'll probably play some music to fill out and then uh, go off the HL3. So, um, Eastern, by the way, later today. So for those who want more of Gary Russin, they can find him there. Does I have a chihuahua to take out? And that, you know. <laughs> so I have to take that break. Gotcha. That's always fun. And I'm sure they're, they're fun during the podcast. Or do you keep them out of the room during the podcast? No, he stays in the room. Believe it or not, he just goes under the covers and he stays there. <laughs> That's adorable. How old? Uh, he's getting up there. Uh, I think he's like about eight years old now. Uh, I, I sometimes wonder how long we're going to have him because he coughs an awful lot. And, he's, and then I, like, no. <laughs> um, he's getting kind of gray. Well, here was the funny thing. We're talking about animals. So I'm in the backyard of my home, and a squirrel first came up when I started on the air. And I made a friend, I made a joke. I said, This is going to be my first guest in the backyard, this squirrel. Well, yeah. we were talking, and he comes back again. He comes back, checks to see if I'm still on the air, then runs away. So I guess he's waiting until I'm off the air to hang out for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Animals are when you get when they get used to you, they are the most interesting beings because of the way they are around you. It's fascinating to watch. Yeah. So, uh, and it's true. You bring up a good point the other day of listening to other podcasts. I think that's important if you want to build relationships. I admittedly should listen more to others, but I tend to be in my own world ninety percent of the time. But no, when Mike's on or Ed's on, I do try. I was listening a little bit the other day. And maybe you can agree with me. The first words I heard from Mike Myers, I tuned in for two seconds. I love the guy. He made my eyes roll. I'm like, yep. Two seconds in, I'm already eye rolling at what he has to say. But that's why I love him, because you never know what he's going to say next. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I'm going to kind of keep going here for a minute, because I got some other stuff I want to cover. And then I'm definitely going to archive this and share it again. Absolutely fabulous, and uh, more than likely, uh, probably do a replay here. Very cool. So, Al, if I can promote on your stream, Alex G in NYC is where you can find me on Twitter as well. So, Alex G in NYC. What's your Twitter? I know we're following each other. Uh, I am the Radio Maniac. Actually, it has an antique radio with the old antique radio emblem, kind of antique radio picture. And it's by GJRB Online. And uh, what's great about that is that your stream can actually be heard there live. <laughs> I like the fact that uh, Twitter, you, you, when you click it, it'll you can listen right there live too as well. Um, the, the, the widget comes up. It, it, it's great. It's a great, great function for them. Uh, so that's why I kind of like uh, Twitter better than Facebook right now. Because they, at least, uh, you can listen to my show right there. And how uh, the radio right now, am I on your board? Is that how I'm connected through your stream? 
yeah, it's um, I'm uh, matter of fact, let's see here. I'm going to go to my page here where I'm on live because I have a whole list of programs and I need to go into those and then go down to where I'm um, at. It's funny and, because uh, Ed Delgado was like, which podcast do I listen to? There's so many different subjects. I'm like, that's the point. You got to expand this thing and find out. <laughs> Just keep clicking through. You never know what you're going to find. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it interesting. Um, and, you know, let's see, I pull over because I have to, uh, since I, uh, I, I had, um, before that, form, my, my glasses broke in two and right in the middle. And uh, I had to, the day of the storm, I had to get my eyes examined. And now I'm waiting for my glasses to come back. And I'm kind of half blind, so to speak, until I get them. So I had to uh, bring up my, uh, um, I had to pop up my uh, browser a couple of uh, percent larger so that I could see it. Okay, I have what they call, I'm GJRB Live. GJRB Live is uh, basically a, um, uh, a combination of programs. Uh, sometimes I'll do like uh, um, nonstop programming and uh, various programs back to back. And uh, that's under GJRB Live. And then I have separate programs. So I'm on GJRB Live and, uh, on GJRB Online. It says Saturday afternoon. With Alex Garrett and Gary Russell, Saturday really, afternoon special. Nice Saturday <laughs> afternoon special with Alex Garrett and Gary Russell. It's about the alliterations for me. So right now I'm in the backyard, and I kind of want to start a series called the Backyard Banter, and because uh, that's what it feels like right now, just kicking it back and having fun on a Saturday. You know, there's nothing like it. And this is the America I know and love. That's the one that you and I can just kick back, talk, and not really worry about anything for a moment. And I just wish yeah, the whole yeah. country would be like that for a minute. And it just never seems to be. Yeah. I'd go back into a time when your life was simpler. You didn't have all these people who are constantly fighting and trying to kill each other. And it's just getting really ridiculous. Uh, and I'm watching these videos with these kids dancing on an American flag and it just gets me so mad. I, I had this fantasy the other night. I had this dream that I was in that, I don't know where that was. And I had a power wash in my hand and I just started spraying clean up the streets. Well, let me tell you when I, I was federal buildings in New York desecrated, that's what I wanted to do. And to your point on that, I was very ticked off that the mayor didn't put a power washer to the graffiti until he was pushed to. Like, come on, de Blasio, what are you doing in the city? We gotta get it back, and um, and soon. Or they don't tolerate, they don't tolerate they don't pro protesting in Europe. I saw a video in, uh, in England of these protesters, kind of like BLM, and uh, there's a truck come along and started spraying them. And uh, I would like to see that happen in this country. Uh, it's ridiculous. And honestly, it'd be the better alternative than running them over. At least if you power wash them, then that just keeps them alive and doesn't kill them. But I will say, I yeah. totally understand why people on a highway get so frustrated with them blocking traffic. I mean, that is the, that is, that, that sets themselves up for something. I don't want to say it should lead to their deaths. But I can understand why people move forward. They shouldn't, but I, you can see why they do. It's, it's kind of sad on both sides, actually, because everybody's frustrated in that moment, and, and really for no reason. There should be no protesting on the traffic, on the highway, as far as I'm concerned. No, because, uh, look, and then they got really uptight. Remember what was that, about a couple of weeks ago, when that car come around and hit them, and they flew in the air, and I think one of them died. Well, you know, you stay in the middle of the road, you're going to get hit. You know, you grew up as, as a child learning that. Uh, you know, you have to step out. Before you step out, look both ways or across the street. <coughs> but these people, you know, there's no rules with them. 
apparently. That's the biggest problem, and that's the worry I have. But, you know, we all just got to pray on it. I think that's the biggest thing as well, that these things just dissipate. And somehow COVID has dissipated. No one talks about that anymore. It's very interesting. Well, you know, what's real interesting, what's interesting is, is, is the fact that they made such a big fuss about all of us having to wear masks in stores like Walmart and uh, Home Depot and all this stuff. And we're seeing these guys in the street who are standing close to each other with no mask on. And yet, we have to. So what makes them so special that they all have to? See, this is what I'm saying. I, I just don't get it. It's just it's frustrating. It's actually um, mind-twisting when you try and think of all the gymnastics. Oh, for another day, I guess, we could pick this yeah. up. <laughs> Because there's so much stuff about it, it just, it's, just, it's just, we could spend hours talking about it because there's just so many factors to this. I, you know, as I said, I rollerbladed because no one was around in New York maskless. It felt freeing, actually, and I was very safe. I, I know I'm at risk. I know others around me are at risk, so I try and stay as safe as possible here in New York. But, you know, it just felt nice to not wear the mask for a second and, and breathe a minute, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, that's the biggest thing for me is like feeling normal again. That's what I'm worried about constantly. Like, can we get back to a can we go back to the norm, norm, and not make this the new norm of masks? You know, that's that's my worry. Well, it seems like you know, I, I kind of wonder what's going to happen in this election because whether or not it will determine you know whether we keep wearing masks or what's going to happen. And I do and I not do want, want uh, uh, Biden there. And I do not want him on there. It just scares me to see what's going to happen if he wins. wins. I've That's to say, and maybe it's tinfoil hatish, but I'm starting to say nothing is set in stone. As far, this is 2020. Literally nothing feels set in stone. I mean, health is an issue. So something could happen. We don't know. I just am not. I'm saying this doesn't feel like a normal year, and I feel like November's not going to be normal at all. So, yeah, I hope everybody's yeah. happy, but it is, it is, it's a year, and I don't know. There's 77, he, and Trump's 72. Some, you know, they got to protect themselves, and I hope they do. But you just, who knows what's going to happen? That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah. It feels up for, up for grabs. So I've got to uh, be working on a series of POKs of getting people to vote, a go out and vote kind of campaign going, uh, which I want to start running on my breaks. I think need to get. I need to have this play. I need to write up a few uh, PSAs. Now, do you voice them or go out? Well, I pre-recorded a lot of my. I have uh, all those promos you hear. I wrote those. A lot of them. I wrote. They're all mine. Uh, the ones for all my shows, you know, the shows that I air, they're all mine. I wrote those. Uh, I wrote the promos for, uh, 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 Ed Delgado, the promo I did. I just took clips of his show and put it together. He likes that promo. It's a minute long. It's, it's good promo. And, um, yeah, I, I produce a lot of my own stuff. And I and put it on, uh, on a schedule, uh, like, a, like a radio station radio with the spots, spots scheduled certain times. Well, we'll be listening to that. GJRB, Gary Russin, it's been real. It's been ple- a pleasure. And uh, come on back. I'd love to talk with you more. Uh, it'd be absolutely, absolutely incredible. incredible. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and uh, thanks a lot for taking time to uh, speak with me. It's fabulous. Oh, thank you for taking time to speak. And as I said, we were trying to get this going for a while. So that was Gary Russin. I'm Alex Barrett. And uh, one final thought for me today is this. Yep, I'm wearing the Islanders. I'm a Ranger fan, but I'm wearing the Islanders because we are New York strong. Barzell has inspired, Matt Barzell has inspired me, uh, as has Anders Lee. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before. But re-signing Anders Lee was the best thing the Islanders could do. Now they're another step closer to the Cup and against the Flyers. Look, this is like the Patriots 
no, yeah, Patriots and the Eagles, almost in a way, for Ranger fans or Giant fans, however you want to say. No one wants the Patriots, and no one wanted the Eagles either. But to me, if you're a Ranger fan, I would say the greater good is rooting for the Islanders. It may be painful. It may be hurtful, uh, painful to do, and, and it might be a struggle for you. But, you know, we're New York strong, God darn it, God bless it. And to be New York strong means to root New York strong. And uh, I guess that's why I have a many different shirts, many different shades, many different teams. And uh, call me fair weather. I'm just saying a true New Yorker roots against uh, an enemy, you know, a city like Philadelphia if we, we, we love our sports team. So go Islanders. Charlie Baldy, I know I probably jinxed things, but so be it. We'll have to see what happens. I'm Alex Garrett, Mayor de Blasio. One last time, give us the keys to the city. We need them. We want them open. Seven and a half million small businesses nationwide. Uh, we're part of that number. Let's reduce that number nationwide. Let's get our place back up and running. New York, if you love small businesses, you'll do it better. You'll put the keys in their hands again. And also in the police, in the safety. We got to get the keys back to them as well. With that, I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a very fun Saturday sit down with John, uh, with John Russell. Talk to you soon. With Gary John Russell. There we go. GJRB. We'll talk to you soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.